0: night showing of not suitable for younger viewers and could cause offence. The program may also contain scenes where strobe lighting is present. And welcome to Balls To It. My name's Andrew Clark. I, again, am doing a podcast because, again, I've got nothing better to do. This week, I'm joined by uh, the returning Daniel Hargreaves, and we've turned hey. my brother's uh, trial into a full contract, and he's now here on, on a full-time basis. Ian Taylor is not going to be here this week because he's at work. Right, All right,
1: you bunch start. of pricks. <sighs> Hello, Dan. Um, I am. Um, this last week's episode, but a trough... <laughs> I loved my bit, though. It was hilarious. I was, um, I was too busy out, you know, with um, the Portuguese squad. Right. It was Brazilian squad, wasn't it? Damn it. P-
0: PSG, mate. I'm glad that you remember what you sent me. I'm glad that you remember that, like, <laughs> yeah. a whole week
1: ago. I sent you that when I was having a poo. <laughs> oh, thanks for that.
0: that, that that's yeah. information that all of our listeners, yeah. all 15 and you know,
1: of them. Uh, <laughs> and I finished halfway through it and I thought, is it time to wipe? But I thought, no, it's, it's uh, <laughs> I'll finish the text message first. Well, to be
0: fair, like, on last week's episode, Ian actually took a shit during the podcast. He just was got it? up in the middle of the podcast and went for a shit. <laughs>
1: it was smashed, wasn't he?
0: Oh mate, he appeared on the screen with his top off, and then we realised he was actually bonnet naked.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then he I mean, lost his microphone halfway through,
1: and
2: it was just a fucking disaster.
1: <laughs> it's a mess, man. Yeah, fair play. I mean, let's no, be yeah. honest, you're
2: all messes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But he takes the biscuit. Are you talking Talk about biscuits
0: already? <laughs> <laughs> right. So last week, the Champions League final. Just want to point this out. I said these exact words. Is it a foregone conclusion that Manchester City would win the Champions League and I got yes it fucking is stop trying to be the podcast host sitting on the fence trying to get all this this here and there and agreed I thought that City were going to win but who fucking won
2: let me stop Can't. you there no one cares what you think this
1: podcast is all about your podcast friends right
0: I see I see I, see. And I
1: also jump in as well right, right. (laughs) also said that Brentford were going to be promoted and that their manager was a good bloke. His post-match interview saying he just wants to go get hammered. He's brilliant. That's what all the fans want to hear. Do you know what he looks like? I predicted that Brentford were going to go up. The Brentford manager
2: looks like someone who'd like to play rugby union and play with other people's sausages. But we're not going back. Smacking people on the bum in the shower. I mean, that's why your your streets. We've been there. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I like him so much, though. (laughs) You you want to get in the shower with the Brentford manager? I want to add him
1: on Just Friends. (laughs) Is that even a thing? (laughs) Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, I'll hook you what? up. <laughs> Send me the link privately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't pretend like you're not subscribing to my pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like a, like a really bad version of OnlyFans? Oh, yeah. Only Only I nice say? <laughs> <laughs> Friends. <laughs> 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 it's where well, Dan yeah. friend zones my, everyone. Sad act, the sadax version. Where I'm just trying to look my friends. <laughs> pay for uh, your subscription to, a to be my friend. <laughs> I asked for pictures of um, of people of friends with friends. Yeah. Show <laughs> me what, what kind of cup of
2: tea you make. <laughs> Ooh, nice
0: colour. We're actually doing a podcast here, not not subscribing to only dance. Obviously, <laughs> moving on from Champions League final, which Chelsea obviously won. The Euros is happening in just over a week. I think it kicks off on Friday the 11th. That's Turkey versus Italy. I just want to say, put it out there, first first
2: question, who wins it? Can I answer first, please? Yeah. I mean, you know, I've got a funny suspicion that Belgium... I <laughs>
1: <laughs> knew that was good. <laughs> That's a big call, Paul. Big, big call.
2: I mean, you gotta, you gotta look at it from the point of view that <laughs> you know the, the world ranked number one. Team.
1: <laughs> I fucking knew this was coming. I,
0: have, I should, I shouldn't have gone in so, so so early, <laughs> should I? Just as as we're talking now Trent Alexander-Arnold Who snuck in as the fourth right back Has been ruled out of Euro 2020 Oh no way Yeah, Um, Just as we're speaking Um, That really really enhances Belgium's chances Of winning the Euros I'm going
2: for um, I said Italy When we did it a couple of weeks back Yeah, Yeah. But having seen their squad announcement was literally like a a party on the stage I did (laughs) see Um, that I'm going to go for France because I've looked at France's squad, and France's squad is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I mean,
1: N'Golo can say on his own, is pretty much better than the whole of Europe. Oh,
0: too. He was unreal in that. Um, well, I, would
1: look, I would love to say England, and I think if it wasn't... Uh, France are going to win it. I think France will win it. But If it's not France, I would love to say England because it's England's best squad that I can remember since, like, the Beckham, Scholes, Lampard, Owen yeah. era. Yeah, yeah, What's no, I agree with that.
0: that. What's I England's weak link? Defence. Oh, South no, Yeah. Gareth, yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, I watched that game last night, and I'd, I'd had a skin full of beers, and I still thought it was shite. So I, oh, I guess that was
1: awful. Awful, so I know,
0: know obviously, people don't want to get injured and they want to protect themselves. I think Pickford's going
1: to fuck up. I don't trust him.
0: I don't know. You see, again, I don't think Pickford's ever messed up for England. I don't think we've ever had a, a point where he's... Just don't trust him on the ball. Yeah, but we should... There's always this talk about goalkeepers being good with their feet nowadays. Like, surely the, uh, the primary objective
1: of being a goalkeeper is you stop the ball going into the fucking net. No, but that's different. I just think he flaps... I think it's, it's a difference between being, but like uh, not being good with the football and smashing it, and a difference between that and like panicking when the ball comes towards you and just like slapping at it. And I think that's what he does. I think he panics, slaps yeah. at it, and it causes us issues. Like David Seaman, for example, he was never good with his feet, but he had the composure just to smash it when he needed to, but with, like, with confidence.
2: A good <laughs> name to smash you as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just think when <laughs> hell. when um, when Pickford goes when the ball goes back to Pickford, I just think he just is a flat and he panics and doesn't want to make that mistake
0: yeah I, I mean i i can't look past france winning their group which is good for us because i think we'll win our group and we'll avoid them in the last 16 but it, i think if we come up against france and i think i still think to this day if Kane had squared it in that semi-final i think france would have beat us in the final uh, i just think that overall squad depth is just better than ours i do think it could uh, qatar 2022 in 18 months time Will be better equipped. I think we have got a better chance to win the World Cup than we do at the Euros. I'm not discrediting saying that I don't think we're going to win it because I'd lo- obviously, and obviously, I'd love to see us win it. But I just think defensively, we don't have enough options, especially in centre back. I don't think we're going to win a tournament with Tyrone Ming.
1: I-, I think personally, our best form of defence is attack. Like, that's why he's going for full out, twenty like attacking midfielders, strikers. I think the only way we're going to win games is not by like holding them for a nil draw, um, or a nil draw, or a one-nil win. I think it's just scoring more goals than they do. I think that's the, the only way we can possibly beat like the bigger teams. It's going to be going to maintain like France, are we? When France come on attack, they're probably going to score two or three. I'm just hoping to God that we can score four or five. So basically literally just repeating Fat Les's Vindaloo song Um,
2: exactly that I've been just in in an intellectual way
1: in that that song (laughs) I'm spot on
2: we're gonna score one more than you yeah, yeah, basically, and
1: I think that's what, a, that's what Southgate should say to the opposition in the team. Yeah. <laughs> just play it, just play the song as we're play walking out. Exactly, yeah, yeah, jo- yeah, team talk done. Big,
2: like, get, I don't know who's captain of England. I don't even know who the captain is. Harry Kane, is he? Kane, yeah, is he's, Kane. he's not very good at speaking, is he? You know, what I mean, no the one can really list, understand what right. he says. So just get him one of them boom boxes and just have him playing Fat Les as he walks out onto the pitch. <laughs> oh, mate, to be fair, they should do that anyway, regardless. That's, that's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Imagine Imagine the, look- the fear in the fucking Scots eyes blasting out weird <laughs> on a score <laughs> one more than you, them
0: coming out for. England with uh, Fat legs like Everton come out to Z Cars and Blues come out to what is it, Tampera <laughs> we came out <laughs> to where on earth are you from I'm like,
2: yeah. <laughs> like, scratching their heads like, What's going on here? I'm going to actually take it a bit further here. I think we should scrap the Fat Les version And we should actually have Boris Johnson On the pitch of every game <laughs> Singing them words Where on earth are you from? Like you a can idiot. imagine
1: him saying it as well can't you? Where on earth are you from? <laughs> yeah. We're from England <laughs> Where you come from Do you put the kettle on?
0: <laughs> Which brings me on to the next part of this. I think it's a dying, it's a dying thing. The, the football song. You always used to have like England players like singing songs before they went to the Euros or whether they went to the World Cup. You know, Three Lions, uh, Vindaloo, New World, Order, in World in Motion. Yeah, uh, John Barnes rapping. Who doesn't need John Barnes rapping? I'd love to see someone like. I don't know Harry Kane trying to do a wrap. Um, dribb- yeah, but he dribbles, so that yeah. wouldn't really work. I just think it's a, it's. A, I think we should bring it back. On the ball was decent as well. death I mean, he wasn't the best, but judging by the looks on your faces. But we've had some like shockers, but we haven't really released a song. I so can't remember, this is the B- one.
1: Is that On the Ball or something? Yeah. We're Hesky on too. the ball. Yeah. <laughs> We're on the ball. Is that what it was? I mean, yeah. Uh-huh. And they
0: just spend like half of the song going Hesky to Rio. Rio. Yeah. To- that's it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> on my head. Son. Not on <laughs> <laughs> my
2: head. Son. Best son of all time.
1: Atomic Kitten. Tonka.
2: Yeah. Gary Ackett. My <laughs> <Boy, Boy Bassett. laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not on my head son
2: it's off my head son sure. <laughs> <laughs> <like, just> it's <laughs> very <laughs> Rufus Smalls couldn't hit <laughs> yeah. the side of a Renner Spast.
1: Yeah. Their car salesman on the side. That is yeah. literally the, the greatest football film ever, I think. I'm sure. they Didn't they make a second? I'm sure I watched a the trailer they, they and they, watched, they made a second.
0: They had a TV show and they were making one. It was like a Mike Bassett interim manager. Because
1: yeah. uh... he was sitting on the bench with a load of foreign coaches, weren't they? And he couldn't understand the <laughs> words they were saying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the worst snort come out of my
2: nose <laughs> they're all speaking like spanish right there <laughs> just sat there if you look back like going back to the music songs yeah. of like football you think back you had obviously Skinner and Bideau with Free Lions but yeah. they obviously had their fantasy football show so yeah. it obviously come from that yeah. world in motion was obviously New done order. because yeah but at that time, they were massive. Um, So it kind of fit in with the thing. Ant and Deck were, like, celebrity status was high when they brought out that crap on the ball song. Yeah. Um, who really know? I mean, James Corden, didn't he try and bring one out? Like, he comic yeah, relief? Did rascal,
1: didn't yeah. Um, yeah. Did you, he? Yeah. Yeah, um, that thing so when Beckham Jordan was in it and stuff like that. Was that,
2: like, a comic relief thing for charity yeah. rather than to actually... You, you're not going to get... Like, I mean, I, I can't even think of big musical superstars now. Who... We don't need a musical superstar. We need Peter Crouch. See,
0: doing the robot in the background somewhere, and him singing along to a terrible song. I just, quite, I just quite enjoyed it. I think it's one of those things we're still seeing saw... three lions even even the germans like three lines they sing three lines don't they? Have three lines on their shirt cuz like it's it's one of those things that we just don't there's no just watching england game and say it's like
2: england it was really i wish nice. i wish they'd line the english like band up and put them as a firing squad imagine because you turn I mean, up
0: and you get your ticket and you're stuck next to a bloke with a trumpet i'd shove it up his fucking I'll like probably that. better here yeah, to be honest yeah to be
2: fair probably smash your face with his trumpet <laughs> and i'm not talking about the one he's blowing
1: <laughs> have you heard about um you know, lloyd griffith the comedian used yeah to, uh, we used to be on soccer am yeah and there's a petition for him to sing the national anthem against <laughs> scotland Oh, he's he the,
2: <laughs> is he the one that
1: did it in 96?
2: And he just literally, when the that, crowd oh, started... No, no,
1: no. But, but I, that, I like that one, though. When he started the song and just... He just it, looked around things. and thought, forgetting what's it, the point? The <laughs> that won't happen now, will
2: it? Let's be honest, though. Could, are, are the Scots allowed to come into England? Like, are we on their yeah. ambalist or what? Yeah, the, <laughs> well,
1: yeah, check the borders. That will be a classic moment, will not it? Send in Mal of, Gibson. The have really not looked at this. <laughs>
0: better. They could have just gone, OK, England have got... Most of the group games and the final and the semi-finals yeah but we still want to have it like held in uh, Azerbaijan so we're going to send all the Welsh fellas to Azerbaijan
2: no one cares where we send the Welsh to be honest I don't think
0: they're going to go far at all are they the Welsh I, I actually think um, Scotland might sneak through second in our group I think that I watched them last night by the way you said about Netherlands a few weeks ago <laughs> yeah the Netherlands ain't winning the uh, the Euros they are hauling like they, they managed to draw two
2: all in the last minute Memphis to party yeah, but what what are friendly games that yeah build it up england always used to win like every single like build up game to every single tournament that we ever watched and then they'd lose to flipping North Korea in the first game or something, or draw nil <laughs> 0 with Algeria. You know, they mean nothing until we get on the pitch against Croatia. I ain't got nothing to say about England. That
0: game, that game against Algeria, were, were, I don't think I'll ever get over just watching it. It just it bored the shit out of me.
2: It was literally the the actual version of England versus Egypt in Mike Bassett, <laughs> where they were all just sat there in the heat. They'd, they'd already <laughs> predicted. They'd already predicted it. That's what was going to happen. It just happened to be Algeria instead of Egypt. It was a good effort. That was a poor World Cup that was, was it? South Africa. It was a really poor World Cup. We were shocking. But even that, though, you say we were shocking. You never know what would have happened had VAR or... A linesman being up with play when Lampard scored from twenty-five
0: yards. I still think Germany would have beat us. They were just—they were such the better team that day. Like they—they they absolutely annihilated oh, us. And yes. the moment we, we we started getting ourselves back in the game, but we shouldn't. I just think we were were shocking in the whole tournament. Like we went. The into that
1: team then was brilliant. To be fair.
0: Yeah, that was the the sort of start, wasn't it, of their like ascendancy to the the top of winning. Was it? They won the twenty fourteen World Cup, didn't they? Twenty ten was so far. 12, 11 years ago, I don't say that there'll be a surprise package in this. Um, in this Euros, I think you always get that one team, you know, you Greece, uh, if you look a couple of other teams Senegal, uh, South, they Korea, won't be in the Euros,
2: neither of those
0: will be in but, the Euros. What I mean, is, is it? Having- <laughs> Thanks for that. I don't need a geography lesson, bastard.
2: No, I've got a funny feeling Senegal are going to
1: do well this year.
2: Well, just... You always get, you know, you always get a, a underdog in the Euros, you know, a Senegal or a, a <laughs> Korea
1: or a no, Japan. No, what? No, what? <laughs> a Cameroon and <or> a Nigeria. <laughs> um, <laughs> Costa Rica. They're up for a good thing this year. <laughs> well, I'm saying
0: you all played for Trinidad and Tobago, <laughs> no, mate. Um, can I just say, well, that's not what's getting at, you bunch of bastards. Right, I was trying to say, in every tournament, whether it be the World Cup or the Euros, you get a, a surprise package. Like a Senegal, like a Greece... Belgium? <laughs> um,
2: Underdogs, mate! Like a, like,
0: okay, like an Iceland who beat us and went into the quarter uh, quarterfinals. That sort of thing, you get a surprise. A country that you don't think are going to do well on paper, but actually they do all right and I think mine is Denmark
1: I, think I was Denmark. going to say Denmark but you took it from me so I'll pick another one okay I just think Denmark have got a decent
0: squad they're not the best I, you teams.
1: know what I, think, I reckon Scotland are going to do better than you think they're going to do they, they won't beat England and it, but I think they've got a couple of decent players in that squad and I think they'll be better than the Croatians maybe and um, uh, the other team Czech Republic the Czech Republic, Czech Republic mate. Sick, yeah.
0: to be fair Scotland have beat the Czech Republic recently so I genuinely
1: possible. think Scotland, it'll be England and Scotland that qualify from that group what My are underdogs are England. Oh, England? Yeah. yeah.
2: We're the favourites of the tournament, mate. We can't be underdogs if he's the favourites. Ah, but you can be an underdog if you don't think England are going to get out of the group. <laughs>
0: I mean, no, I think we'll, we'll beat Croatia because they're ageing. They're an ageing team. I'm pretty sure that Mario Mandzukic still playing this is about
1: 403. The way you said that, <laughs> the Croatians, the thing are an Asian team. Yeah. <laughs> Asian, Asian. <laughs> the like, <laughs> the benefit of the people
2: who can't see the host's face he now looks like he's been spanked on the bottom <laughs> yeah. putridly
0: you are red raw actually Bob um, I've, I've been on the piss for the last four days been like sitting in beer gardens I'm actually sweating just sitting here at the moment it's horrendous it's not um, even warm today it's been warm been, the last couple of days but not so warm today
2: you've been slapping other men on the chest don't you <laughs> yeah weird
0: yeah. behaviours drunk and he was like give me a chop and i was like all right
2: <laughs> give me a chop yeah you slapped him on the chest he wanted a proper pork chop no
1: what he was asking for a chopper give me a chopper, <laughs> give, me a chopper. give me a piece <laughs> of your chopper right now
2: <laughs> sake. You before let's
0: move on we've we've had our say about underdogs uh, actually dan you didn't did you dan who's your underdog Scotland? Maybe you did i didn't
1: general. say i said england didn't i England, yeah. Um, Denmark's a good shout, though, Bobs, I think.
2: It depends on who, you know, because
1: you've got to look at the groups as well. Like, do you know what, I, I don't even know who's going. Like, I they uh, drawing nil-nil at the moment with um, Moldova. Yeah, I mean, this I don't one means... But... Tell
2: you what, um, Switzerland, there you go, that's my
1: underdog team. Hmm.
2: They always do well, to be fair, at the tournaments. They, they always qualify. They never, like... Do you know Why? I'm going with the Swiss Is it's because no, no, it, it's yeah. because in my head I can imagine Doris watching the Swiss, nice, so, try and push it down some ice. You know what I mean? <laughs> Never <laughs> has been a better advert for the Swiss than Sanger getting angry at Doris for trying to be Swiss.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, that is.
0: (laughs) uh, We're going to move on to Dan's favourite
1: things. Chocolate hobnob, chocolate digestive, rich tea can fuck off. Those are a few of my favourite things. What are yours, girl? Thanks for that, Bob. I appreciate that. I thought for this week, in the spirit of England entering the Euros and the full international scene uh, embarking on us in the next couple of weeks, I thought we would have a think about our favourite, most memorable England moment in our lifetimes. In our lifetimes. So, Paul, you've got a couple of extra years on us. (laughs) <laughs> um, which you can remember. And you have to actually remember. I remember watching it, I remember experiencing it, I remember being like the fans. It could be, um, you could be in a club and dancing to a song. It could be celebrating a goal. It could be a special moment in the club. But it could be absolutely anything as long as it's regarding England playing a game. Okay.
0: What be. Ooh, I'm going to go first here. And it's probably the moment I fell in love with football because when I was younger, I didn't really watch football on TV. It was... Kind of boring to me. I was in Ibiza and the Euro '96 were going on. Back in the day where you could just take your kids out in mid June um, and take them on holiday for two weeks. And I sat at this bar and it's England Scotland and it's the game where Gaza flipped the ball over uh, Hendry's head and, and buried it. And I just think it's the, just because I just sat there and watched the entire game and I was glued to the entire game. But the atmosphere in this bar that we were in was was quality, from what I remember. Obviously, it wasn't 1996, but it's just yeah. I think it's because that's when I fell in love with with football. Uh, to a certain point, I just think that's is one of those moments. And the fact that we beat them two 0 also also helps us. I was in that entire tournament, though, to be fair, like it was probably the time I fell in love with. But that game specifically in that bar in
2: Ibiza was yeah, that's my favourite England moment. Um, I've got a couple. Um. for different reasons now there was obviously the the one that Andrew just described there he was obviously in the bar with me I was 11 at the time probably five pints deep (laughs) um a couple of of (laughs) Sam McGill's that's how I was rolling at the age of 11 (laughs) Um, But obviously that's an iconic moment And obviously things in that game From Seaman saving the penalty To literally 90 seconds later Gaza scoring one of the goals Of any England game So obviously that's up there Um, Second one I'm going to mention Is the 5-1 against Germany In Germany Um, I watched that game in two halves Which most people would have (laughs) <laughs> However, what I mean by watching the game in two halves is the first half I watched at home. The second half I watched at the Tysley Workman's Club uh, because I was a glass collector. So it was decent to be around an atmospheric type place when England was smashing the Germans. Um, And the one that I'm going to pick As my overall favourite Is literally because um, It it was a strange moment Um, Obviously I moved up north Six years ago uh, And then I went to watch The England-Columbia game At the last World Cup With a pal that I Obviously Who's my closest mate Up here in the north I went around his His two brothers were there I'd met them a couple of times But nothing major But when we won the penalty shootout We'd all had a few drinks And when we won that penalty shootout We were jumping around And hugging each other In my mate's lounge Like I'd known them for 30 years and you know that's the kind of feeling you want from an England game in a tournament yeah. and obviously that summer was unbelievable anyway it just got better yeah. and better but the, that catalyst night game Columbia penalty shoe out win drunk
1: what? <laughs> yeah. I completely completely agree I think I, I also have two special very moments one of them I'm going to just reflect on what Paul just said And I think I was um, in a different, I was in a big like bar, like hub. And like the atmosphere alone during that penalty, during the extra time, during the penalties, it went from like pure like nerves and and, like everyone just kind of thinking, oh, it's gonna happen again, it's gonna happen again. To the point where we won it and everyone was literally throwing beers over each other, hugging each other. Like people were like literally on the floor, like hugging each other, like people that had never even met before. And the sheer joy and like celebrations from that is something that I think I'll always remember until the next time anyway. Um, and I think that was a very that was a really special England moment. To the point where I thought I might have gotten over being an England fan for some reason. I thought I might have passed it, or I might have just outgrown like the celebrations and stuff. And it takes like a game like that to bring me back to my childhood almost and kind of just go mental as well and start throwing drinks over each other. And I thought that was one of my special moments. And the second one was the Michael Owen 98 uh, goal. And you boys will always do this. You'll you'll remember this with me and reflect on it. What we used to do, we used to watch the first half of an England game and during half, t- uh, half time, we used to go out, didn't we, at the front of our houses and we used to practice and we used to kick a ball about as if we were in the game itself. Absolute disclaimer. First half, 15 you were really minutes. cool. <laughs> yeah, I know. But that that '98 one when Michael only scored that goal, I remember getting the ball and I remember going to my back garden and i pra- literally doing the same thing that he just done and celebrating. I was so excited. I remember loads of different games where uh, us three used to um, and others obviously used to go out the front of the house by the hump. It's, and it's funny you should mention that. We we
2: played. Bob's used to be John Mutson, do the hey. commentary for us. <laughs> hey,
1: I I'll
0: tell you that. I tell you now. I, I'm the voice that millions have missed out on. I'm telling you now, imagine me. Imagine me describing such moments of Bobby Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, actually remember where I, I actually remember where I was for that goal, the um, Michael Owen goal. I was in George's and we were watching it in George's. Oh, yeah, because you know? yeah, the queue was massive because everyone was trying to get their chips into the I don't game. Know if I was you in George's at that time? That was like halfway through the first half. Because my mum had gone, oh, um, nip down the chippy for us. I haven't got you any dinner today. I was like, yeah, cheers for that. the
1: game. They want to wait until half time,
0: no. the like, lives <laughs> <toilet laughs> <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, big, big Mish made me, uh, made me watch that game with, the, with George from the Chippy. So we'll move on from there because there've been some great moments for England uh, in our lives, um, some very terrible ones as well. Let us not forget the last World Cup when Harry Kane didn't uh, pass it to Sterling. Um, Sterling probably would have put it wide, to be fair. I mean, you're, you're probably right. <laughs> um, but Paul, as, a, as now he's a regular on this podcast, Everyone has their own little section. We've got Dan's favorite things, Taylor's tip, uh, me basically being the host. So Paul has come up with the thing called Swiper No Swiping. I'm going to introduce it with this little clip of Dora the Explorer. I need your help to stop Swiper. You have to say Swiper No Swiping. Say it with us. Swiper No Swiping. Swiper No Swiping. Swiper,
2: no swiping! Oh,
0: man. I mean, I have no idea what the fuck that is. Paul, please explain what this section actually is.
2: No problem. Well, I thought first and foremost, it was only fair that being a massive contributor to this podcast that I have now become, it's only fair that I have my own section. Not talking about biscuits or (laughs) which horse is going to win the 520 at Fairy House. Not interesting in (laughs) that shit. (laughs) <laughs> what i'm interested in is reality and life and sport is things that happen in sport worse the same or least worse than things that happen in real life Now, swiper, no swiping, although from Dora, it was more meant for the Tinder or dating apps where you can either swipe right to like someone or swipe left not to like someone. So, the first topic which we're going to make into a, what's the word, a poll on Twitter to accompany the output of this podcast is going to be this, cheating. Now, when I say cheating, what I refer to in sport is... (laughs) A player, a player diving. Um, taking some drugs. Taking drugs in athletics. Match fixing in other sports. That's a form of cheating. In real life, what I mean by cheating is when a man and who has got a girlfriend or a woman who has got a boyfriend, husband or a wife, cheat. So, yeah, you know, they could use dating apps outside of their marital <laughs> status. Or now, this is week one. Obviously, this is, you know, we're going in at a fairly moderate level. We're going in deep,
1: (laughs) yeah. we're not talking about fouling yet. Yeah.
2: Fouling, Daniel. You want to talk about fouling, you you can have your own say on this section. No problem whatsoever. But what the question and the poll is going to be is this. Is sports cheating a lesser offence, an equal offence, or worse offence, Marital Treaty. Daniel, what do you think? Um have you cheated well, in
1: sport? I don't I probably have, yeah. But like the small, like you know, like little white lies. Like if you talk about lying, lying could be cheating as well. But then like white lies in sport, maybe. So like if the ball's like touch my hand or I've, I've deliberately touched the hand, um, yeah, I've definitely cheated. And um, but I've not always gotten away with it, I've say I don't think it's very rarely it's very rarely that I have cheated in sport and not and got away with it. It's hard in it because in sport there's all sorts you can do in terms of like diving, diving, cheating. You can handball. You can like. There's things you like. Well, or not even just football. Like it's cricket with the ball tampering thing that you had. Um, there's like there's things in uh, boxing putting weights in gloves, etc. All classes cheating. There's drugs. Whereas in real life, there's only really one thing you can do. Well, not necessarily true.
2: Obviously, the 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 imagination has taught that the concepts of this conversation to um relationship cheating. That's where things have taken. Like, no, there's different style of cheating. Like shoplifting is a form of cheating. Yeah, it's, you're cheat, it's to... cheating a company out of their profit. That is
1: also true. Yeah, I didn't think of that one actually.
2: So obviously, it's the mind cheating concept. Bait. Yeah, cheating, cheating death. death. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I... See, these are all forms of cheating. Oh, You've...
1: yeah, that's a good point, actually, Paul. I was thinking yeah. narrow minded there. I, I need to we, say, we need uh, to think outside that. the box. I don't yeah. know.
0: But the thing is, it, things in in sport. Could you do it in every like? Could you cheat in sport? And do it in everyday life and vice versa.
1: Do you know what? Balls to it. I'm gonna go straight out. I'm gonna say cheating in sports worse than cheating in real life. And the reason why I say that is purely because cheating in real life, um, I don't know if it sounds obvious, but obviously it affects you. But sport um cheating in that scenario in sports, so if like um with the ball tampering thing, for example, and no, not the ball tampering thing. Say so say a football one and they were cheating somehow, someone took a dive. Oh actually know, I'll take it to an actual experience. Um with the Henri against Ireland when he handballed it, stopped the goal going in, blah blah. Remember it? In like I think yeah, was like,
0: he, he scored, didn't he? Straight after.
1: Scored, yeah. Do you mean and that still gets uh, spoken about, and that affects so many millions of, of Irish fans. Um I'm going to say it's worse than so because you, you no th- one likes it. So
2: you think obviously the idea that Henri cheating by handballing it, scoring the goal, knocks Ireland out of the World Cup, affects more people than if you yourself personally was to cheat, you'd only affect. The person that was being cheated on.
1: Yeah, if I stole a can of beans from Tesco's, for example, which is the same equivalent of cheating in personal life, of cheap, cheap like you know cheating profits etc. Et I'm going to say, yeah, cheating in sport is a lot worse because it affects more people, affects more financial benefits to certain countries to certain players etc. Et like it, like certain sponsorships etc. It's a massive thing. um so Yeah, I want to say it's worse than
0: Andrew. I think cheating in real life worse than cheating in sport because. Cheating in sport happens like a lot. Like, um, no, I just, I just think in real, in a real life situation, obviously you might be hurting a person, you might be hurting a company. Cheating in sport happens so often. It, even like they're finding new ways to cheat in sport. Um, yeah. Whereas it? When you do it like outside in in the in the real world, the constant remains the same. The thought process remains the same. If you're like you said stealing a can of beans from from Tesco, the thought process is I want those beans, but I don't want to pay for them. Whereas like Lance Armstrong was so far ahead with his
1: blood doping and stuff like that that actually like is there a is there, no, sorry, it, yeah is there a, is there a minor cheating or is it all brushed under the same like, it's going to
2: be under the same thing, isn't it? It's got to be yeah, like so under the same umbrella.
1: Small, there is very small amounts of cheating that you can get away with, and there's obviously the massive ones. But is it all under one roof? It's cheating, regardless, yeah. mate. Yeah, yeah. I, no. I, I think I learned to look at it in, in this perspective. There are,
0: you know, stuff, things in sport that you could do, like cheating in real life, but I'm not going to go out of my way. Just because I walk to to the gym every day to start blood doping, um,
1: because <laughs> there's just, there's, no, there's no there's no mindset, is there? There's no. Uh, you look like you have fast because the amount of redness in your face. <laughs> right, so we've got some,
2: just some man <laughs> We got one vote for cheating in sports. worse. We got. One vote for cheating. Realise worse. Now, obviously, we're going to put this out to the listening viewer, yeah. um, and we'll obviously see how that comes in. Um, I'm going to go with the both equal. Okay. No, the reason I'm going for it's both equal. On the fence yeah. it's not, yeah. Do you know what, Daniel? It's not seen an offence. You've obviously argued both cases for either side. I'm just going to say cheating's cheating. No, <laughs> cheating <laughs> oh, is- this is a moral <laughs> lesson, is it, <laughs> <laughs> lads? Sometimes you need these lessons in life. Bloody hell. Right. <laughs> like, think about it cheating in sport. The eyes of the watching nation are on sport. So it's more obvious. You see things happen in sport. You know, people get caught out for match fixing, you know, putting plaster paris. In the end of the day, there's so much camera and emphasis on sport that you see this cheating. In real life, people try and get away with cheating more. Whoever them are try and cheat because they're not getting watched all the time. And if they are getting watched, people can be like um, dodgy people. And, can get away with it. But at the end of the day, it's still cheating. There's, there's no wrong right or wrong. In my eyes, the answer is cheating's cheating. However you cheat, you're a cheat. All of yours. <laughs> all of you. And you've all you've all you all two of you have admitted to being cheaters in some way in life. Oh yeah. So you, dis-
0: I you, do, dis- um yeah, I mean, but... I, I, st- I once stole a strawberry lace from Maxie's when I was like 10. As you disgust me? <laughs> Absolutely disgust me. That 10p, <laughs> that 10p item that he, he uh, in threatened
1: to ring In I used to try and like, we used to try to outdo each other. The worst thing I got away from was mainies was, um, I think it was like a multi-pack of uh, two litre bowls of Coke or something stupid. Um, I'd like to say that friend. I was not involved with uh, with any of this. No, that was me and Dave, Dave, that was. Shenanigans, got- Mr.
2: <laughs> Mr. Mr Officer. <laughs> I got banned from Mainys on several occasions. Yeah, I got banned uh, from Georges
1: on the, several occasions. As well. The most
2: recent time I got banned from Mainys was Angie was on the phone and I had uh, about 30 pence on me. And I went to the back of the shop, in the old Mainys layout. So you used to go in the door, the till was on your left. Yeah, and then yeah. the shop spread out to the right. Yeah, yeah. I went right yeah. down the back of the shop and there was Angel Delight on the shelf. And the Angel Delight was 49 pence with a little sticky label. I didn't have 49 pence. I had 30 pence. So I went looking around the shop for something that was 29 pence. So I found a 29 pence sticker. I took the 49 pence sticker off the Angel Delight and I stuck it on. And then I went to the till and I paid 30 pence. Took it home. No problem. She was on the phone. The next day, me and my mum went into and Angie goes, your son's barred. He can't come in here. What, what are you want about? What have I done? Do you think I'm stupid? Just because I am on the phone. Didn't realise that you weren't 29 pence for that Angel Delight
1: yesterday.
2: You little bastard now get out.
1: She had a great pair of boobs though, didn't she, Andrew? Like two things there. Angel Delight is gross. <laughs> <laughs> and two, that's, that's that's the biggest cheat ever. That's worse than the ball tampering thing. I never said that I didn't I, cheat some way in
2: life. <laughs> I've opened it, you know. It's, it's like a confession session in in the, yeah. the thing. This is what I'm going to get out of these You're um swiping the It's like this swiping, no swiping segment. We're yeah. going to get confessions. It's it's going to be brilliant. And right, w- when the list, when the listeners get the poll going, I'd like them to confess some of their cheating secrets. So
1: You're something there, then. That's my mind. <laughs> <be>. So if <laughs> I take barcodes certain things. <laughs>
2: <laughs> can't happen, isn't it? <laughs> right, Dan. I've got one for you. Right, yeah. just before we finish this segment, so Andrew, Maybe I know you're it. trying to move on, but fruit and veg, right? You get fresh yeah. fruit and veg, and you put them into the little bags, and then you get your own sticker. Just yeah, say yeah. that you've got a cabbage, but put it through as an onion. It's going to be cheaper. Oh you God. Scan it through self-scanning. No problem. Job done. Big boy, yeah,
1: love that. Yeah. See, is you going to think. But- see, see what I mean? I and we about- all know, as listeners as well, that Paul's fridge is filled with vegetables. <laughs> 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 if, you- if you're a shopkeeper in the northeast. <laughs>
2: I hold my hands up to nothing.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> hilarious. So, so I've I looked a a second ago, always being one step ahead, but Paul's only got it so me. He's, he's one step ahead of the supermarket. That's good one, that one. I like that. Um, right, so we're going to move on. So... Um, Last couple of days, uh, it's a summer of sport. This is what the, the episode is called. So we can't talk about a summer of sport if we don't talk about cricket. Right, so England at the moment, again, absolutely battered by New Zealand. Um, in the current, uh, I think it's the second day of the first test. Um and I was thinking about this through the other day, and obviously going—I'll mention it again—Boxing uh, Day Test in in Melbourne. Is Test cricket dying because they're bringing out all new like versions of it? We have the One Day, which fifty overs, twenty twenty, and the uh, hundred, which is a hundred balls. Is
1: it dying, Sam? Sorry, yeah, got it. Uh... Are you saying anything? I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Did you ask me a question?
0: Yeah. Mate, what, what's what's your uh, what's your
1: Opinion on cricket? Uh Um, I've got some very good um, experiences with cricket, and that's all to do with Newman University. (laughs) Uh, That wasn't cricket. (laughs) It was your captain. (laughs) I think it was you, wasn't it, Paul? That's correct, yes, it was. (laughs) That's why your experience was so good, then. (laughs) I remember being hanging out my arse. Um, with a pint at the rope you know the, the, when you filled in there was a pint like next to me in the sunshine you swear, but um, other than that I've never watched cricket was that Warwick away when we got like uh, 625 for three
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> I had, yeah I had the worst play for nine or something three. <laughs> the guy hit me for 20 we
2: did,
0: yeah, we did there, have a tour of Barbados and we <laughs> we had a guy in the in the mid uh in the field wearing a, a masturbating I'm loving it t-shirt <laughs> the only we, did, we did have
2: nine that. Irish lads playing they'd never picked up a cricket ball all back before
1: and poor boogers all getting sunburned to life
2: to this day one of my um, friends from Ireland who played in that game says that when the umpire turned around to him and said good bowling sir he's one of his like highlights of his cricketing (laughs) career it was the only (laughs) highlight of in Korea he'd never bowled a ball in his life i always remember i think it was
0: uh don white we were walking up uh to go and get some tea because we'd been in the fucking field for ages and then scored like 627 for five or 50 overs and there was no food left like everyone else had basically gone home for the day and uh he was like oh, i've been on the end of some hidings for newman but fuck me <laughs> this is embarrassing
2: uh, the way they could improve test cricket is play cricket uh, whilst doing the trials for the javelin. <laughs> um, and then not only would the batsmen have to watch out for ball, they'd have to watch out for flying javelins, not hitting them in the helmets. That had a good
0: idea before we started recording, basically, if you get given LBW, like your leg gets blown off. So.
2: you know, these are the things that could improve, like these dying sports, you know, yeah, put deaf in as like a kind of like thing. You know, Imagine, I, love death. I uh I, no, I love death <laughs> to say that. You um, love death.
0: Yeah, I love, I love uh, test cricket. Like I think it's because I sat and watched it so much. But we talked to last week about how snooker um, is sort of dying on its ass at the moment, and I think cricket on TV is really struggling because the, the sky. Deal unless with, it's I've not
2: many. It unless access- it's England versus Australia or England versus India, no one cares. Brutally honest, no one really gives a shit. And even like the Ashes, you, no one. You know, not many people now are going to stay up till four or five o'clock in the morning. Such so a full day of cricket when it's in Australia. I'll be Fuck honest that. with you. Sleep be, to the masturbation. I'll
0: be honest with you, on, the, uh, 20, on the 26th of December Boxing Day, uh, when I was sat there, I mean, even I wouldn't have stayed up for that cri- that day of cricket because it was shite. Like, it, it was hard staying awake when I was over there. And I accustomed, like I become accustomed to the time changes. Um, It was fucking, it was diabolical. But on the flip side, the beer was flowing. So, so is that. Each team
2: should... Like should replace one player, right? So instead of having eleven cricketers, they've got ten cricketers and then a robot. Now the robot is literally just a cannon where you can bring your cannon onto ball and literally it just fires balls out at like four thousand mile an hour. And Then we we'll see how good yeah. the batsmen are. Every
0: batsman walking off with like half an arm left because he's been blown
2: off by a cannon. It makes it'll make it more entertaining to watch and it'll obviously improve the batters no end because you're not going to want to be hit by a ball that comes out two hundred mile an hour. You know what I mean, see the way it bounces it could pitch at your feet it you could bounce and hit you in the head I'm sure okay. Dan would like watching that a couple of beers oh, and I
0: absolutely love it I just think I'm just like thinking about it. it's, I think it's a Sky Sports deal it's, it's done a lot like for cricket money wise but actually like less people are watching cricket think we talk about the like Great Ashes series of 2005. It's because it was on Channel 4, and everybody was watching it because we were glued because it was a good series, but
2: I... I was working in the Journey's End then. Oh, Journey's End as well. You used to have an orange shirt.
0: You did have an orange shirt. i remember going in there to get one of those like, steaks that was like on fire as you were taking it
2: home. <laughs> Sizzlers, mate, come out on hot plates. Okay. Or is that the end of the cricket conversation, anyway? Because yeah, I, I feel like I feel like
1: that's about just, as much as going to get out of Dan. In, in um, fairness, not, just, just edit I'm the not cricket sure part. I, did, I don't, not, really don't know. I don't know why we did a cricket uh, section. Because like, it's there's supposed to be a sports podcast, not just I know. But there's nothing. There's, there's no cricket on.
2: I tell you what, Dan. I tell you what, cricket on right now. <laughs> Dan, Is that- what we'll do, well we, we discussed You discussed your part regarding Newman cricket. So I'll, I'll raise the game and say that we used to have the the Boulevard Sports Arena. Yeah, out the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in the Boulevard Sports Arena, there was football during yeah. like Dan had mentioned earlier during games. We'd go out and play football on the sports arena. When Wimbledon was on, we turned it into a tennis court you and we played me? tennis at Wimbledon Sports Boulevard Sports Arena. And then when there was cricket on, we'd use the council bins and they would be the wickets right. and. We play cricket horse racing.
1: <laughs> We've pretty so much we've done everything, everything yeah, there they <laughs> And we had horses. Um, yeah. Jesus Christ. We had In literally fact, every sport you could think of there. Th- there was... And uh, someone smashed... Someone that was smashed. me. <laughs> that was me, Dan. I know what you're going to say. The a BMW window, ball. yeah. Uh, yeah, but, really me, Dan. Let's play but, the, the public the tw- cricket ball around these really expensive BMW cars. For the 12 <laughs> listeners... For the 12 listeners <laughs> um, who are listening to this, um, including, uh, including Mark, who's probably BMW... <laughs> um, so, um, outside our house, um, we had, like, loads of grass, um, grass like, humps and a big, long stretch of uh, grass that we used to, like, play sports on. Could be, like, tennis, could be, like, football, anything, really. But we, uh, we started to turn the grass length into a cricket pitch, use the bins as wickets, and for some reason, one day we chose to use an actual cricket ball. <laughs> Right next door to this like length of grass are like streets of cars like cars that have just parked up outside the houses blah blah, and we thought nah this is a brilliant idea don't worry about it we'll all catch the ball um Paul in bat steps up you know waves to the crowd blah blah waves <laughs> to them, from the windows um so I don't know who bowled in do you remember who bowled in Paul it was your brother it was, yeah my brother yeah so he bowled in. <laughs> maybe did it, like a goblin maybe like he did a spin ball um or like a Slow ball and then Paul took the opportunity to go for a six <laughs> and a six in a in a street full of cars and house, houses. house windows. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right <laughs> there. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there.
2: Football? I did not
1: go for a six.
2: The, the, <laughs> you the, block it. <laughs> we weren't we weren't actually we weren't actually playing like a, a game thing. It was just literally myself and your brother Daniel. We went out on the front and it was literally we just have a couple of practices each had a real cricket ball that we took from the cricket club we were playing for. And the plan was, like you say, a little bit of right arm over, slow spinners, forward defensives, back to the thing. No one was going to get any harm. However, <laughs> if you brother threw one up. I stepped forward onto the front foot. Went to play a forward defensive. The ball popped up. <laughs> a forward defensive? <laughs> the, the, the ball popped up a little higher than I thought. Hit me a bit higher on the back and looped in slow motion. And it went up in the end, and literally, you could have heard the no. <laughs> as this was happening, the ball was in midair. Your sister, Daniel, was stood on the hump next to the BMW car that was about to be <laughs> smashed. No, yeah, if your sister, if up. your sister, if your sister had some kind of intuition in her head she might have thought oh, i'm going to stop this ball hitting this car but she didn't what she did was watch the ball hit the base of the window on this car shatter the whole windscreen upwards and then turn around and go oh i'm oh, no, no! for the viewers the, the listeners um who don't understand this daniel lived two doors down from myself and in between was uh, other people, including Mark, who owned the BMW. Mark was the dad of the lads that used to play on the front with us. Now, Mark's BMW was his pride and joy. And he was, he was literally, well. he yeah. was literally the only yeah. person on the road that probably drove a BMW. Other yeah. people had Ford Orion's,
1: and, um, and should we add as well? His love bus. Probably- this is before renting he outright he like he like owned this car and he changed it before leasing before renting all that sort of stuff he owned this car and he was, he yeah,
2: so if you imagine the street it's got the slip road where the cars are parked Outside my house, you've got Terry's Love Bus. Terry's Love Bus was a camper van that literally was just bird shit all over it. But it was the Love Bus. He wouldn't change for the world. Then you had, further down the road, people had, I don't know, minis, old school minis and, you know, skips on wheels, all that kind of stuff. And then Mark's beautiful BMW parked in the middle of them mall. Right
0: so in I've the middle, just middle of the road, road as well, like a gleaming light of, of how... Like, I've,
2: I've, I've just <laughs> now smashed Mark's window with a proper cricket ball from a Ford defensive. So it took me a good... Three minutes to decide that I'm going to go and have to tell him that I've smashed his windscreen.
1: Uh, oh my God, I couldn't even watch this point.
2: Fortunately, um, I come from a household where I got what I wanted and I told my nan, my nan said, just go and tell him and if it needs paying for we'll pay for it. Um, I went round, I told Mark, he was obviously upset. He was obviously a little bit disappointed that we were playing cricket with a real cricket ball. <laughs> <laughs> However, he said he'd see what he can do. Um, the windscreen was one of the first of its kind, a heated windscreen, which uh, in that day and age wasn't really a thing. So, obviously, the windscreen it had like electrical wires through that helped defrost it. <laughs> so, but fortunately, he spoke to his insurance and he was covered and managed to obviously get the replacement without me having to fork out anything, which you know was what? A very, very nice I didn't, know, this, Paul. I didn't there, know that. There you
1: go, lads. That- <laughs> I was always wondering what the end product was because I had never even bothered to ask.
2: I think I think oh, just he he, to ask, <laughs> fuck? I think I think the fact that I went round and held my hands up, not that I couldn't, it's like, not like the way not witnesses. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if I didn't turn round to Mark and say, "Mark, I've you know played a, a bad cricket you shot," you can't
1: play on like anything else, can you? There's what, just a bad cricket, cricket shot smashed in the middle of his screen, <laughs> and like there's, there's 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 fucking there's bins. And set up as on the stretch of grass at two yards away, <laughs> in full well that all the fucking street play cricket, <laughs> including uh, us. And, and the fact that Natalie was <laughs> outside just screaming, "Oh, I'm telling yeah. you!" Know, I didn't have the kind of money to bribery. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah there was no yeah. bri- there was no bribery money back in the day. That was, <laughs> that, was that was it. Okay, so Can you imagine if on the other way, if my sister would have like dived to save that ball, she would have landed on the bonnet <laughs> yeah, <so literally, laughs> made a massive dent <laughs> literally,
2: literally there was no there was no winning endgame was the, the was the car was in for it that day <laughs> yeah. I mean I mean that, that's obviously the, the, the highest like the worst thing that happened but there was other stuff that we used to do when we played I, I do remember someone played like a, a leg glance And it went into the main road, and it caught someone's car, and it got stuck in the grill, the front grill of the car, and he drove off. I think think we'd had the wind ball for about five minutes, and it was was the
1: worst feeling, wasn't it? When a ball, when a football went into the street, and the car came, (laughs) if if the car went over the ball, he was always waiting for that pop. Yeah, come on, come out the other end, end come out the other end. Sometimes Sometimes the stitching would like open up, and the, the inner ball would come out. Yeah, nah, that's fine. We'll still play. Crack on with that, yeah. <laughs> we'll still play. It's fine. Well, I, m- I remember, like, obviously, that was the
2: practice pitch outside the front. But then we had the MEM down the bottom of the road. And that was, oh. used, for- that was used for the big games where it was, like, yeah. the Boulevard Bullets versus yeah. the Matlock Raiders. Yeah. I mean, big games they were, yeah. you know. That's that was the- just
1: one for the fields as well.
2: Yeah. It- once you played
1: that there and then you went to fields and, you know. The fields, like the Wembley. The uh, Boulevard was like... St um, and Andrews. <laughs> yes, St Andrews. And then, and then, you, then like, the, the, the hump bo- was like... Villa Park. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Villa Park. Chill. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, let's move along from uh, our indiscretions of hitting a fucking cricket ball into a windscreen. We were
2: talking bro- cricket?
1: I know. Like <laughs> <what>? <laughs> it was it was sad, we were talking about the best, how that's we best prove- way this cricket section could have gone. Um, <laughs> How can we improve cricket? I know what we'll do. I'll play a real cricket
0: ball next to a couple of BMWs and see what happens.
2: <laughs> Listen, kids don't try this no more. It's character no, building. Do you know right what I mean? Now. They're too, yeah, they're too busy no playing Call of yet. Duty. Yeah. Get them outside. Get a anymore. couple of cars around. A couple of cricket balls. They're not, not in fact, on with, before, with before, before on we move on there. from the cricket thing, there was one more cricket, um, cricketing thing that was brought to the boulevard back in the day. One of the neighbours, um, a lady named Sarah, she lived on the corner, and Her son lived in the Caribbean and he'd come over the one year. His name was Alan. Now, I when he come that. over, when yeah. he come over, you gotta think like we were probably what I, I was that. probably 15, you were probably 12, 13, yeah. you know, that kind of age. It. And we were playing out on the front, and this man comes around the corner and Sarah's with him, and she's a lovely lady. And she was, oh, this is my son, he's come visiting from the Caribbean. Now he's probably mid to late 20s, maybe 30s. And he was telling yeah. us that he was in the police over in um, St. Lucia or wherever it was that he was living. And he seen us playing cricket, and he asked if we could join in. No, obviously us being you know friendly, fun-loving, sporting people, of course you can. Yeah, get involved. No, we showed him what we were playing on the day. We weren't playing with a real cricket ball. Thankfully, no. we was playing with a tennis ball. He That's looked at the been, tennis um, ball, electrical
1: tape, though, wasn't it? Yeah, he yeah.
2: yeah. looked at the tennis. No, no, it weren't because we didn't know about that at the time. Oh yeah, yeah okay, so okay, yeah. We had the tennis ball, and he was, was like. This is no good. Thought, what do you mean? He goes, give me a minute. And it, off he went, down to Maines, Angie. Don't even change the price tag. Shut have. <laughs> <laughs> he comes back. He's got a, some black electrical tape. Uh, okay. like, what are you doing with that? Yes. Show. Let me show you. Takes the tennis ball, wraps it up in black electrical tape. Oh, Now we play. Then he, he decides he wants to bowl first. Me being... <laughs> The person who owns all the, you know, equipment, bats, balls, all that kind of stuff. I'm batting. Of course, I'm batting. I'm going to show this guy. He's not coming to my boulevard and showing me anything. Everyone's like, yeah, no problem. So everyone's set up, field set. Now, for the people that don't know, when we used to play cricket or any sport, because I owned all the stuff, if I didn't get my own way, we didn't play. So nine times out of 10, when we played cricket, I was never out. Leg before wicket, it could have hit me literally on the toe. <laughs> Once One centimetre from the base of the stumps, it was always going to go over. No, this fella's decided he's going to bowl, so I'm not yet. I'm batting. No chance of getting me out. His run-up was, I'm going to say, a good 50 metres long. And his bowling pace was nothing short of Jaffer Archer. Now, <laughs> I've never, ever wanted to get out of bat before. However, I was happy to pass the bat to someone else. <laughs> because this was a
1: 20-odd-year-old man yeah. bowling at 90 mile yeah. an hour. And I was scared for my safety. <laughs> and thought am I right as well because I remember this guy as well and he's, his ball was an absolute bullet and he wasn't taking any mercy on any age as well no, so 11 no, years old he was still ball at the same pace and I'm telling you yeah it was. couldn't was... know, see the ball it came out of absolutely nowhere <laughs> he took a runoff of like 40 yards and I was just balled in but did we play on the concrete bit yeah, as well yeah the concrete yeah the, the concrete bit so yeah, he bounced even harder yeah I, I remember there, because I, so I remember this guy as well, I, I, I took the bat, because Paul obviously passed me the bat, and thought, yeah, have a go, mate, do your best. <laughs> and um, I remember, like, standing there, and he, this guy, like, took, a, like, he went back a long, a long way just to get a good run-up on it, and I thought, this guy's not messing around. So I was, like, shaking, holding this bat. I was, like, a weak, like, 11-year-old, like, the bat's bigger <laughs> than my actual legs. <laughs> like, I was barely carrying it. And this guy comes storming in like Usain Bolt and whipped it in. And I've, I've genuinely, I've never been more scared of a ball coming towards <laughs> my entire life. Needless to say, I was out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but the thing was, this man was a police officer in the Caribbean. Yeah.
2: And he was coming yeah. over trying to kill young children yeah. <laughs> with electrically-like tape balls. bribed him. But, <laughs> what, what, what he did bring to the... the cricket game in the future was the electrical tape thing and we yeah. kind of like took it even a little bit further we used yeah. to get two different colours
1: yeah. we'd wrap it maybe white and then put a red seam yeah. on
2: yeah and
1: it's a good it. point actually Paul because I'm not sure if this goes out to all younger generations I think if anyone listens to this who have got kids and they're playing cricket with a <laughs> tennis ball wrap it in electrical tape and make a seam with a different colour <laughs> electrical tape as well. So wrap it in white electrical tape and then, then do one lap around or two laps or three laps around with a red one as well and you can get a good seam at cricket ball it's like a wind ball it's a love wind ball I mean you know it probably lasts about four or five smashes down the
2: park <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but still, it and it cool. means you're not breaking
0: someone's windscreen even though it has the, the feeling of, of a, a proper cricket ball like it's still a tennis ball at the end of the day um, right we're going to move on to a last couple of things uh, Ian isn't here this week um, but he has sent me a tailor's tips. <laughs> money, 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 money. Everybody's got a price. Everybody's
1: going to pay. Because the million dollar man. <laughs> money, money,
2: money,
0: money, money. That was thrilling, right? So uh, obviously we do the chat. We're going to do the charity Yaka straight afterwards because we need to get the, the games on. But um, Ian's million—he's <laughs> put on a quote. Play my theme. It's the Million Dollar Man here. Last week we struck um, uh, his bet that he put on um, that actually took place after I'd been edited it. Uh, you got read. it wrong.
2: No, it didn't man. A, that's a lie and I'll tell you why I actually looked into it I was interested to see if he did he picked the um, Brooklyn Nets to beat the Boston Celtics and the Celtics won that game that he was talking about so you can tell Ian from me and I can tell Ian myself Ian you're listening you got it wrong bitch I'm very disappointed I lost a lot of money on that <laughs> yeah. um, so he sticks with the NBA
0: this week um, because obviously it's the only sport he apparently watches nowadays uh, and it's the NBA outright to win the whole um, shebang. I know there's like the best of seven series and the, the, the playoffs. Um, and it's the Brooklyn Nets at two to one. Um, and he believes that they will win the the whole tournament. And that was really thrilling. So we're going to do the Charity Aka now. So on the Charity Aka, obviously, we all uh, make it. £10 goes on and we we go from there. Obviously, there's games this weekend uh, with a lot of, uh, you know, world Cup qualifiers. There's a couple of... Um, friendlies that are also going on, and obviously the start of the Copa America and the Euros going forward. So I'm going to start with my pick, uh, and it is on Sunday, and it's Austria to beat Slovakia. I saw enough about Aust- uh, Austria last night to say that they're going to to win. Uh, Paul, um, just in the background um, of this, Paul. Dan's gone for a shift in the dark.
1: I I'm having a wee sit down. That's wait. okay. Ian did the same last
2: week, so it's nothing new to me anymore. You're all a bunch of runs. Why has he got? It's like creepy hands. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, so better hear the tape. Dan looks. Dan looks like he's in sore. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right,
2: sorry guys. Um, do you have to be football? No. Hello. No, yeah. it, is, it doesn't. Andrew. Hello. Doesn't.
1: No. no. Yeah. What?
2: What dad did you say? Sa- Saturday well, or Sunday to, or up anything?
0: Up to, up to Sunday.
2: Okay, dokie I'm going to go for on Sunday Pool to beat Bramley. Okay. I'll send that over to uh, Dan. Same. No, I'm mean, only
1: <laughs> I mean, joking. Um, I know you're a big I know you're a big Bikino faso fan. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna. Have, uh, it's all Sunday,
0: Bubs. Or well, up to Sunday, like you could have one tomorrow or um, today. You know, okay. tomorrow, Friday, uh,
1: Saturday. I'll have Wales. To beat Albania. Okay, brilliant. Okay, so that's that's that done. Um, and then
0: we're on to the final part of the podcast, which is on the clock. Now, I've only chosen. Two subjects this week because I realize we go into a bit of like off a tangent towards the end of it. So, on the clock this week, who is the most overrated sports person of all time? Paul, you
1: starting. Ball. Hold on, give me
2: a chance. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go f- while you think that I'll answer. The answer to this question, from my point of view, is uh, Eddie the Eagle. <laughs> that guy was useless I don't care what you say that man was terrible at his sport and he suddenly became famous and had a film made about him you're fucking having a laugh aren't you it's just like putting me on the top of Malvern Hills and rolling me down and saying let's make a film about him I ain't having none of that
1: <laughs> I mean I can't argue with it. I didn't even think no, about the yeah. Eagle be fair. Anything we say now, Bob, is really hard to argue about. <laughs> it's really hard to follow, yeah. Um... We've, all, we've all watched the film, right? We all know what an amateur that bloke was and how poor he was at that sport. <laughs> but he still managed to smash it. Well, not even smash it, just get through it.
2: Let's right. think how, how rich he is let's yeah. not make any bones about it a man who's absolutely terrible at a sport literally made loads of money just because he decided to get on some skis and go down a map you know All what I mean it's that. like come on
1: it's an embarrassment although, although saying that was he overrated I don't like think they were expect- yeah, because- at the time was he was he overrated or was he an underdog I'm pretty sure at the time he was a massive underdog even so yeah, people have, he was an underdog but people rated him how, how can he get to a point
2: where he's representing Great Britain in an Olympic?
0: It does kind of feel a little bit with Eddie the Eagle that he went to a ski resort
1: once. Someone went, oh, you'll do. <laughs> and uh, sent him to the Olympics. <laughs> well, no, because at, if you've seen the film, Bobs, it, it wasn't even a thing before him. He started the whole thing. Like like Winter Olympics wasn't even a British thing at that point. In terms of like with skiing or like uh, ski jumping, he started it. Okay, Dan. You all go? Um, well, my initial thought was going to be Eden Hazard, but then, <laughs> then Eddie the Eagle come out of nowhere. Um... Stick with Eden Hazard, mate. You know what? I am going to stick with Eden Hazard only because it was my first initial choice. And um, although he had like a decent season with Chelsea, I think like the amount of hype that went behind that lad, to, and like the amount of like he was he was suggested to be one of the world's best players at the time. He went to Real Madrid to try and prove a point, to win trophies, to be up there with the very best, and he's and he's he's done nothing. If anything, Real Madrid wouldn't shot of him. He's nothing. He's really he's like he's not. I'm not saying he's a poor player, but he's not a world beater. He's just a great player. Player that would fit into a Manchester United. Um, he'll fit into an Arsenal. <laughs> or low, mate, he's not that low. He will struggle to get back into the Chelsea team. I'm saying that. He'll struggle to get back into the Chelsea team. Well, the Champions of
0: Europe, Chelsea, so he's he's to a step up if he uh, if he does go uh Back to Chelsea, but I've never I've rated him. him. No, I've never rated him either. I know that like there's a couple of people on our like WhatsApp group that fucking love him, and I never got it. I just did. I remember, like, someone was saying, oh, we've only got one world-class player in the Premier League, when Sergio Aguero is right in front of them, and they were, like, just banging on about Hazard. Um, Mine is, um, that's difficult, because I probably should have thought about this beforehand. Um, I'm actually going to go for Derek Chisora, and here's why. Right, so J- Derek Chisora. Derek
1: Chisora?
0: Yeah, I, just listen. Talking uh, overrated. Yeah, overrated, and, he, and here's why. He has had numerous shots at either title challengers in boxing or and had a world title fight. He had a world title fight against Klitschko and he got battered. But he's always a bit of a granite chimp. And he somehow, someway still gets these fights. I don't understand, like, how he's doing it. If David Hay can talk so much, he's not a credible challenger to anyone. But yet, all of a sudden, they're like, oh, he'll be a tough fight for Usyk. He'll be a tough fight for Dillian White. He'll be a tough fight for... I don't know. Anyone coming up and rising through the ranks be a tough fight for him.
2: Be a tough fight. Well, it's not because they always beat him. You, he never wins. So therefore- There's a thing in boxing called a gatekeeper. You know, what a gatekeeper is the not quite world championship level, but they're not shit. And they're the kind of person that you mentioned, Usyk, he'd come into the heavyweight division. He needed to be tested against someone who has been in with the better. No one's ever turned around. From my point of view, I mean, you've got your own view on it, and that's fine. But I don't think anyone's ever turned around and said, Der- other than Derek Chisora and David Hay, have come out and said Derek Chisora is a world beater or he's brilliant, he's unbelievable. He is what he is. He's a plodder. He's hard as nails. He's got Dillian White knocked him out with an unbelievable shot. He very rarely gets knocked out. He literally just walks forward. He fights. He likes a tear. He, sh- he likes a laugh. But you go make your own way. You? Um, but yeah, obviously, everyone's entitled to their opinion. But personally, I wouldn't think that Derek Chisora is overrated. I just don't know anyone who rates him that highly. Yeah, I just I, I I agree.
1: For me, I don't think He's has been overrated, Bob's. I don't I
0: think, think he's overrated because he's still he's still getting these fights. He's still. That's just my opinion because he makes
2: other fighters. that's
1: no, fine. Yeah. fine. Yeah. Also,
0: yeah. the flip side of that, mine was Edin Hazard, and Dan took it from me. Um so,
1: so I had to panic a little okay. well no no, well think of someone else then. Who would it be? Did I did I win? Because I said yeah. Eddie the Eagle. I think so. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, think so, Paul, because you, you blew it out of the park, I thought, with your one, Paul, because no one even have thought... Ian, I, I don't think out of a hundred people, I don't think anyone would have said Eddie the Eagle. No, I, I think, think that's why doing... because I'm pointless. Yeah. <laughs> um... Genuinely, genuinely, because I thought that was a brilliant answer, and I thought as soon as you said that. I thought it just ended the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs>
2: no, I no, 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 no. last. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> because
1: I was thinking well, I went. Bob's, to, I went just, to just. Bob went to Jazora. And you went to Eddie the Eagle, which I've called.
2: Can you do it where you kind of like mix it up and put my answer after everyone else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I feel like we should have the, the disappointment in modern Dan's voices when
2: you said it like that. Oh, I
1: know, well. yeah.
2: Um, yeah, well, that's the end of that part. What's the next one?
0: <laughs> um, On to uh, most underrated sports person ever like someone who might not always get the headlines but always achieved Rocky oh, sorry, sorry
2: one sec before you answer I'll answer whatever last but going back to oh, uh, overrated Bob, you should have went for Tim Henman Tim Henman <laughs> yeah. T- yeah. T- Tim well, Henman was only rated as a tennis player because he was the only British tennis player <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can make a case you know, for Rosetsky, yeah. but actually he was Canadian. So yeah, he <laughs> even be. Yeah. He was like Lennox Lewis. Like, oh,
1: he's quite good. Just give him the yeah. British citizenship immediately, yeah. <laughs> quick. We don't yeah. want a Canadian world champion. Getting <laughs>
2: um,
1: right. Can I go first on this one? Yeah. Yes. Um, if you're talking about the most underrated, it's got to be Leicester winning the Champions League, uh, winning the Premier Premier League. Uh, but uh, the, the, movies, the, the questions underrated sports person, mate. Okay, can't say. <laughs> When, I knew that was coming. Bardi winning the
0: Premier League. I think they yeah, bang average play. Well, they're not bang average, are they? They were seen as bang average, weren't they? And then they wouldn't win the fucking... I, I,
1: I think regardless of you say sports person or sports team, I think the most underrated um, story you can ever think of in any sport has to be that Leicester team. I think, I think you can't you can't think of a better one Kenya you? unless you go to films with Rocky Balboa <laughs> is that Russian Alvin Drago. Ivan. Ivan Drago. I didn't know you saw... <laughs> I didn't know you spoke Russian.
2: <laughs>
1: Fluence. Ivan Drago. <laughs> yeah. But literally, like genuinely, that whole season before like like Leicester winning the league and before that, avoiding relegation by the skin of their teeth to the next season winning it is ultimate underdog, ultimate underdog. And I can't see anything beating that whatsoever.
0: Next I mean I mean it would be if that was the actual question, who's the biggest underdog?
2: But it was his... like <laughs> So yeah, but you say- Dan's just going back to his uh, question from last week that he missed out. On. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Who's the biggest underdog in sport? <laughs> <laughs> oh you said
1: underrated? did not you?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, no, no one didn't not rate Leicester, Dan. <laughs> 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 no one ever said that Conte was a shit player or Vardy was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. You can edit this right, so let's go back. <laughs> no, I no, go. no editing needed. Mr. <laughs> Dan making a fool of himself, <laughs> answering nah, a completely different I've, question. I've got something to say, I've got more <laughs> answers.
2: Um, we don't have an answer, do you?
1: Now, <laughs> nah, uh, carry on. I,
0: there's quite a few players
2: that you are really, an I've got an answer. Yeah, no, obviously, sports are very, very broad things, so it's not beneficial to but obviously the sport I watch most football and I'm going to go for the most underrated footballer that I believe in especially in the last 10 15 years has got to be Olivier Giroud No, Olivier Giroud played for Arsenal was on the bench quite a bit went to Chelsea he's on the bench starts now and again can't get in front of Timo Werner that man couldn't decide the side of best. but yeah every France squad you'll always find Olivier Giroud's name in it you can't tell me that to get in the France squad that that fella isn't a good footballer. Is is he not France's one of France's all time leading scorers? Second, he's beyond our race, Second, I, I'm sh- he's definitely close. Yeah, he's close. You know what I mean? So, and no one ever talks about Olivier Giroud. So, from football terms, maybe not all of sport, because I haven't got time to think. Uh, I mean obviously Eddie Eagle was my. Crowning Grace, so I think I've won this podcast anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go with Olivier Giroud. Yeah, I, I, I could
0: go with Olivier Giroud because so look at his stats for Arsenal. I would, I would
1: suggest that underrated. He's more of an unsung hero. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you try,
2: Listen, just because you talked about underdogs, mate, in a completely different <laughs> question,
1: <laughs> don't try and go about my Olivier Giroud thing now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I yes. think. Unsung, because I could easily say Kante say as well. Anyone can say Kante? Say. Yeah. Oh, right.
2: think... I'll, I'll say Alan from the Caribbean then. The, the man who bought <laughs> no, the tapes. I'm
1: just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. He, I, he underdog to... the weird one, Bob's, because. He's no, no, not, not even underdog. He's not even underdog. He's underrated. <laughs> 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 Can someone make this thing clearer? <laughs>
0: yeah, I probably should have thought about this one as well. Um, right. no, going back to what we was saying about Giroud, Giroud's um, stats for Arsenal, even with a broken leg, he always scored 20 goals a season. In a season where he was out for most of it, and he was still banging 20 goals a season. They went, yeah, you're not good enough. We're going to replace you with... Uh, with Lacazette, because yeah, that worked, didn't it? Um, underrated sports people. Um, well, I'm gonna go with with tennis, and um, it's 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 Serena Williams, right? So, and and hear me out on this. Serena Williams is the absolute like best sports woman in any sport across it like her her accolades speak for herself but you ask anybody about tennis and they immediately go Federa, Djokovic, nadal possibly murray in this in this country she doesn't get the credit she deserves for basically changing the women's game and i think she's really underrated in like overall and i think it just goes down to sort of like the the view of women's sport even though I think Serena Williams would beat the majority of, of men. I just think she's, she's quality, she's humble, and, you know, she's just she's fucking good, isn't she? Um, and, yeah, that's my underrated. Right, and uh, that's it then. That's the end of the podcast. From Daniel Hargreaves and Paul Clark. I've been Andrew Clark, and I'll see you next week.
2: Now, for, for all our listeners, please get involved in the poll. For the people who get involved in the poll, please listen.